0: If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed. Here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening, so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back
0: to Ruin. This is Hallie. And this is Alison. Ooh, Look at that. we're doing right it on again. the first try. Oh, yeah. My own name. We're, uh, I can see
1: Allison's home, and she's just written her own name all over the walls to remind <laughs> herself. Good thinking,
0: Allison. It's like Memento. Is that is that what that movie is? It's I can't forgetting. even remember. That's the oh, real trick of oh. Memento. I can't remember It's like, is, it this um. is this Tenet? Is this—excuse me, sir, is this Tenet? Am I in Tenet right now? Am I Tenet? You can't know if you're tenant. I think. Well, we, having not seen it, <laughs> couldn't tell you. <ya. laughs> Who could possibly know?
1: <laughs> I refuse to know. And I also just want to say I did enjoy. And this is obviously like quarantine, you know. But mm-hmm. at the Tom and Jerry made more, made more money at the box office than Tenant, and obviously that's oh, because. That's- more, that's fun. You know, more theaters are open and now and everything. But that's right. very funny to me.
0: That's very, that's fun for everybody except Christopher Nolan, who I'm sure is like punching through a wall.
1: Oh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, I, I was sort of reading about the Warner Brothers, you know, releasing everything on HBO Max and, and all these directors freaking out. Yeah. And uh, just vicariously enjoying it. Someone who will never write a Tom and Jerry movie <laughs> or Tenet. I've just been enjoying it. Yeah,
0: I think that those are like both movies I'll never write.
1: We, speaking of something fun, much like the movie yeah. Tower Jerry, I'm assuming I didn't see it. We wanted to kick things off with another question. Yes. From our mailbag, which the mailbag, yeah. it, it, just so you can visualize it, it's like a big burlap bag that's mm-hmm. covered in stains and it's full of bugs. And I make Allison reach into it. So, Allison, could you reach into the mailbag and pull out another question from our listener? I feel like
0: there's a bear trap at the bottom Well, of it. there might be. Um, if you're lucky. That's in a movie, I think, and reality. Oh my God, I actually just put my hands down. <laughs> like, oh wow! Like I'm doing a physical bit for like you told me to do something and I physically did it. That's, That's like her am that, that is commitment to the bit. We have uh, a great uh, letter uh, from a very good friend of the pod. I would say uh, <laughs> Justin Tyler. Hello, hi. <laughs> I don't know he can't reply I to you,
1: Allison. I don't know why you're, you're pausing for him to respond. <laughs> I wasn't sure you also
0: <laughs> wanted to say hi. Hi, to this.
1: <laughs> I'm Justin. Oh, you want me to say hi? Hi, Justin.
0: Thanks so much for writing again. Um, and aside from asking us to do an all Baba Duke voice episode, which Done. obviously we w- we will have to do, <laughs> he asked us when were we ever scared in real life. This is really funny. So When were you scared in real life? You know, I don't scare easy. Just kidding. I'm scared all
1: the time. But, like, not in a fun way. Just sort of like a, oh, I just realized I have to do my taxes and I have to, like, track down my (gasps) W-2s. You know, like, those low-level fears about, like, you know, like, uh, life. But it does bring to mind, I remember being in eighth grade. And for our eighth grade trip, we went to Toronto. And we went to... Some sort of big tall tower there. I'll Google it real quick. Some sort of big Toronto tower that only tourists. Space needle is a space needle there that that. Wait, is that a building? I it sounds right. No. Well, we did not go to a spaceship. (laughs) Space Space needle. Let me Google this. No, I think you're right. Yes, the Toronto Space Needle. You're right. And uh, we so we went out there because I'm assuming the only people who go to that are eighth graders visiting from Ohio. And we went up, and on the deck, there's, like, a see-through floor. So it's totally glass. And I am terrified of heights. And as I'm leaning over, my eighth-grade shop teacher pushed me out onto the glass as a joke. And I screamed. And I turned around, and I punched him. And I didn't get in trouble because everyone saw him do it. And he laughed laughed. I think that's a
0: very valid reason to punch an adult. Um, Our producer, Sabrina, just uh, messaged me to say, it is not the Space Needle, LOL. Oh, wait, what is it? what is it oh the cn tower the cn tower
1: toronto's own version of the space needle called the cn tower thank you sabrina sorry to all you canadians out there but i did go there and i did for a moment feel like i was plummeting from it to my death so i again i don't know if that is what you're looking for i have not been afraid of a ghost or a murder anytime recently but that was a moment of true existential terror
0: I have a lot of Heights-related, like, terror moments, but I was just remembering recently that, like, a few years ago, this is not about Heights, but I was, like, home on a Sunday night, and, like, my friend was supposed to, like, come over and get drunk with me or something like that, and then, like, she just, like, never replied to text messages, and, like, I found out later that she had Fallen asleep, and that was why she wasn't hanging out with me. But somebody kept buzzing my building, and I had, like, already assumed my friend wasn't coming, so I was like, I almost buzzed this person in, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's Laura. She's just, like, not answering and showing up, which is, like, something that she would not do. Right. Um, but then I was like, uh, I better check and see who it is. And I was like, Hello? And it was just this woman that was like screaming, like "Bitch, I'm gonna kill you!" Oh <laughs> I was like, no! Oh, oh no! Oh, and I live no. on the, floor, the same floor as like the entrance, so I was like, "It's just a straight <laughs> shot from like." <laughs> <laughs> it was- it
1: was just you, like oh, okay, you just buzz her into the building immediately, <laughs> like
0: oh, in that case, um, and I was like. And then she kept buzzing oh, and like no. kept and it kept ringing. And then fine, like I like replied again. I was like, I think you are at the wrong address. And like she just was like screaming. And so oh, I no. called the police. Um, and then they came and they were like, uh, there is no one outside. <laughs> <It> was, like, <laughs> like, well, like obviously it was like a half hour later. And right. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah she left. Like yeah. there's nothing to do. And they were like, just don't buzz in strangers. And I was like, that is a good lesson. lesson uh, but learned. I almost let her in. And like that. Like, that could have gone so south, so
1: fast. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we never would have made this podcast, you know? I
0: know. I would have died years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just, maybe you did die years ago and you're still recording this podcast. (gasps) You said you don't believe in ghosts.
1: Yeah, no, this is a hypothetical. What if this is heaven and you get a podcast all for
0: eternity? Or hell, I suppose. I mean, yeah, it'll be hell. Um, But that's the time I was scared in real life. So, Justin, I hope you like that. Thank you for asking us a question. You easily could text both of us. <laughs> yeah. Um but
1: if you want to if you want us to answer a question uh, or have a query, uh please yeah. message us at Oh lord, hang on. Oh, what is our Christ. email? Again? What is our
0: email address?
1: <laughs> Sabrina help Sabrina. me. Sabrina. <laughs> I'm not feeling well. I'm just going to let the audience know that yeah. I'm 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 ill. Allison has some sort of brain problem in general, so
0: <laughs> we have no memory whatsoever. No, but you can email us at ruined at the radio point dot com. You can also message us on Twitter and Instagram. No, you can't message us on Twitter. I guess you can message us on Instagram at yeah. uh, ruined podcast. I think you can message right? us on Twitter, right? At, like, do okay, you? now I'm like, is that our? Yeah, at ruined podcast. Why don't I know these things? Yeah, I was so confident. Confident with getting my name right that I forgot what we do. You flew, um,
1: you flew too close to the sun <laughs> on wings of wax, Allison. You knew
0: one thing, and that was it too much. Too confident. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of mm-hmm. scary Landed. stuff. Yes, there we go. <laughs> That's right, Icarus. Speaking of scary stuff, let's throw a movie.
1: <laughs> now, while Icarus flew too close to the sun, we're gonna take you, take you deep beneath <gasps> the earth
0: in the movie of this week: The Descent. That is that is the segue. I am, thank you. you know, ashamed I couldn't get there, and proud of you for doing it.
1: Now we always like to have Alison watch the trailer for the movie that we're about to ruin and get her her thoughts or her feedback. Alison, what did you think of the Descent trailer? I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Sounds <laughs> it about right. Very,
0: also, like this trailer, like words appear on the screen in like when they go to black in between like each of these cuts. And like, it's just, they're literally telling you like all the things you'll be afraid of. It's just like claustrophobia, (laughs) darkness, (laughs) which is very funny. But also I didn't like it. It looks very scary, though. I do like that it's all ladies. That's right. Oh, yeah. All ladies and then some.
1: Yeah. Ladies do it for themselves. And one of the things they're doing (laughs) is... Killing. Dying. Killing and dying, ladies. Two favorite things. <laughs> um, we always like to take a baseline scary uh, for the general premise of the movie we're doing. So, Allison, how do you feel about the concept of caves? <laughs> Ooh,
0: what do you think Ooh. about a cave, huh? I don't like a cave. Me either. No thanks. As much as I also don't like heights, I don't like... um. Depths <laughs> too high, bad. Too low, also bad. Yeah, I agreed. just want to be at sea level at all times. <laughs> I want to be at sea <laughs> level, level. I be getting some cotton candy or boardwalk fries. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that I'm like a claustrophobic person. Interesting. Um, I've had a lot of MRIs, and I feel like that would have okay. triggered it at some point. Yeah. And I've been living alone um, in a one bedroom <laughs> for a year without going outside, so. But I don't—yeah, claustrophobia is not nearly as scary as, like, heights or mm-hmm. being underground.
1: Yeah, being underground is its underground own particular
0: version of terror. Yes. Because so. you shouldn't be there. No, I'm not a mole. <laughs> it's it's
1: against <laughs> God or the universe's <laughs> law. You are not a mole. We always like to also get from Allison um, what she thinks might happen in the movie. So, Allison, would you like to guess the twist
0: in The Descent? The twist. I don't think that they end up in hell, but they're feels Ooh. like. Oh, I love it! Like maybe they go to hell. Ooh, fun! <laughs> yes, go to hell being one of my favorite phrases of all time. So this is super
1: fun. Yeah, I'm excited guess. for this one. All right, fabulous. Okay, so let us begin. We are about to ruin the descent. <laughs> We open on a group of women whitewater rafting and having the time of their lives. (laughs) We've got Sarah, Juno, Sam, Rebecca, and Beth. Allison, what do you feel about, like, an extreme sport? Because I feel like a lot of this movie is these people are in this situation because they are someone who wants to like live life and climb
0: mountains and white water raft, you know? don't want to live life. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I am not interested. Like, I like being outdoors. And I like, you know, I like boats. But I am, I don't know. I have a fragile spine. Well, I guess now my spine is made of titanium. So like maybe right, so now, now you is the time. now could get into it. Now, now you can I could base go get and into stuff. that. Um, but I don't like all of the elements of, I guess danger isn't something that I'm interested in.
1: Yeah, I feel like watching this movie, it is more appealing now that we've been inside for a year. Yes. I do understand that, like, you know, wind in your your hair, fresh air in your lungs. But unfortunately, they are about to choose the worst excursion, which is spelunking, which has nothing to offer, in my opinion. No,
0: I don't think, like, I would sooner, like, go bungee jumping Or something like that, you know, like, whitewater rafting, I think, is, like, probably of that world, like, the closest I could get. But spelunking, like, just no thank you. Two thumbs way
1: down, which is what they're about to go. So they're having a blast, and they get to the end of their rafting journey, and they're greeted by Sarah's husband, Paul, and their daughter, Jessie. And they're just adorable in this little family. But when they're all sort of getting their stuff together and getting their gear and going back to camp— um, Paul shares a look with Juno, one of the other women in the group. And it's okay. like an intimate look. Like, <gasps> there is something going on. So right Girl. off the bat, we know that Sarah's husband, Paul, and her friend Juno, something is brewing. Perhaps something has been going
0: on. Are they on a vacation?
1: Yes. And so what we find okay. out is these groups of women, they've met ostensibly in college. Some of them live in the UK. Some of them, Juno lives in the United States. Every year, they meet up for like a extreme sports vacation. So, in this case, they're in Scotland. They're going whitewater rafting. And then, you know, in the next year, which is where we're going to meet them in a minute, um, they see. are in the United States going spelunking. So, these are women who, like, they found each other, like, 10, 15 years ago, and this is what they love to do. So, they're good friends, but they really only see each other probably, like, once a year. All right. I get that. Um, so they, they're, while they're there, Paul and Jesse are staying, like, they're all staying at a hotel, like, in town. So, Sarah gets in the car with Paul and Jesse. This is still a year ago. Yes. So, this is a so, year ago. Okay. Great. And Sarah's talking to her daughter about, like, oh, like, if you want to have a friend over for dinner, blah, blah, blah. And Paul looks really distracted. And mm-hmm. we already know it's, like, because he's having an affair with with her yeah. good friend, Juno. And, you know, Sarah finally notices how distracted he looks. And Paul's like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And he looks at her, which you should never do in a TV show or a movie or in real life, because he then drifts over the, the center lane and he smashes into a car. Which I think he, they would have been okay because it's kind of like on an angle and it's like a right. country road. Unfortunately, this car, or I guess it's a truck rather, was carrying copper pipes that then shoot off the top what? of the truck through the Ooh. windshield, killing, stabbing Paul, impaling him to the passenger seat and killing their daughter, Jesse. We don't see that because this movie has a little bit of taste. Thank you Thank very much. god. Cut to... Sarah is, like, in this sort of dream state, like, fantasy Ooh. where she's watching Jesse blow out the candles on her birthday cake. And she wakes up, and she's in a hospital, and she's running down. She gets up out. She pulls all of her, um, you know, IVs out, and she's running down the hallway, and the lights are shutting off behind her, behind her. She's screaming, mm-hmm. sort of coming out of this dream fugue stakes. And when she wakes up, she's, Beth has got her, and they're in the actual hospital. And Beth is okay. says to her, they're, they're gone. Both of them have died. <gasps> oh, in an God. instant, her whole family has been killed. Oh. And in that moment— Juno, I understand—frankly, I would to say right now, I, Juno is the villain of this movie. I'm also very sympathetic to her. Okay, yeah. Because she's yes. just bad at life. Like, she's bad at being a friend. Yeah. She's bad at, like, extreme sports. Like, yeah. she's just so—she's <laughs> driven by, like, her arrogance and her self-conviction in a way that, like, it's going to just be bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. So instead of going to Sarah and comforting her, she kind of retreats and then leaves pretty much right after the accident. Okay. My question to you, Allison, is if you're in the situation, or, or, and I'll ask myself this as well, would you want to know if your husband and child have just died, would you want to know your friend was having
0: an affair or no? Not in the moment, probably. Like, I think not. that's not information I need, like, right away as I'm processing that they're gone. Like, okay. I think that that's something I would want to know down the road. Okay. Because you still have to somehow have a relationship with that friend or not. I, don't, I, I wouldn't want to, like, live my whole— Like, I wouldn't want to find out, like, 30 years Right, that's later. the
1: question. It's like, I don't think I want to know, but I guess if I'm going to find out at some point, which I presumably am, I guess— Yeah, give me Give me a year or two. I think that seems fair.
0: Yeah, like, at least six months. Let me, like, grieve a bit, and then let me process that. But I don't want to find out, like, 15 or 20 years from now.
1: Yeah, that's that's a lot harder. Cut to yeah. one year later— and okay. the ladies are going on their annual trip, and they're going to the Appalachian Mountains. They're going to the Ch- Chautauqua National Park to go caving. Great! I love knowing where that is,
0: so I could never go
1: there. <laughs> right? Oh, it is gorgeous, you know. And I'm this is sure. the first time they're seeing each other, you know, since not only their last trip, but this horrible accident that has killed Paul and Jesse. And Beth is driving Sarah, and Sarah's like, it's like it's been a year since she's seen these women, and she now in her mind attaches these women. To this terrible tragedy. So obviously she's going through it. So like as soon as Mm -hmm. they get there, she's kind of like sweating, you know. And Beth says to her, like, we don't have to go, like, we can go to town, we get a hotel, just get drunk. Like you you don't feel any pressure to do this. And uh Sarah says, No, I don't want to say no to to Juno, and and I feel like it'll be good, you know. And um, and Beth makes some comment, like, yeah, Juno came last year came to Scotland, but she left pretty soon after. So there's some judgment about Juno kind of bailing on Sarah after this terrible tragedy already. Okay. So they arrive, and they meet up with Juno, Becca, and Sam. And um, they're all sort of, like, just thrilled to see her. And and I guess Sam wrote Sarah this beautiful letter. And Sam's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I couldn't be more there for you. She was, like, finishing med school. And mm-hmm. Sarah's like, no, you wrote me this thing, and it meant so much to me. And they have this moment. And Juno immediately, like, busts up, like, let's get drug or whatever. Like, she is so uncomfortable and doesn't want to talk about this yeah. terrible thing. And while they're talking and sort of just, like, reconnecting, um, they also meet Juno's, she's sort of Juno's protege, or like, her new friend, Holly, who's this, like, badass, much younger base jumper, okay. who's like, okay. I only really like the most extreme things. Like, And she says the cave we're going to, the Borum Caverns, the next day are kind of like, they're level two, so they're kind of, like, touristy shit, you know? They're not for, like, these okay. ho- hardcore. My thing of it is, even if you're great at whitewater rafting or great at hiking, I would not immediately assume I'm great at caving. Those seem
0: like different things. Oh, no. no, 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 no. If, like, you would have to be caving all the time right. to be like, I'm an advanced caver, as opposed to, yes, just like, oh, I like adventure.
1: So it makes sense why they're only going to a level two. Like, let's not get crazy here, you know. Right.
0: Also, they are tourists. Yeah. They're, like, on a little girls' trip.
1: Yeah, they're not- yeah so what we find out is, like, Juno went, like, the week before and sort of scouted everything out, but the rest of them have not been there. So it's sort okay. of like, yeah, yeah. let's not no. get crazy. We're all just here to hang no. out, you know. And uh, they're looking through old photos of, like, their past uh, vacations. And, of course, Paul comes up, and Sarah said, you know, Paul used to say to me, love each day. And I sort of mm-hmm. took it as, like, my personal motto. And uh, later, Holly's talking about, like, oh, I want to have, like, a ton of kids, like, when I'm a little bit older. And Sarah, you see, is, like, really stricken with this. So this is, like, obviously bringing up, like, all this stuff for her completely. Yes. Ar- so then, of course, said what she's going to do is go to a goddamn cave. When you're having no. a cri- psychological crisis, no. you got to get in no. that cave, you know? No.
0: It's like being buried alive. That's what caves feel like to me.
1: And they're so wet, you know, like, they're the not wetness. dry. is Ugh. a problem. It's dank. And the bats. And you're inhaling, yeah, you're inhaling, inhaling guano, you're inhaling all sorts of spores, you know, who knows. Yeah,
0: oh, God, I mean, who knows what's down there.
1: So they all get ready, and they're all, like, getting drunk or whatever and, and talking, and they go to sleep. Sarah wakes up in the middle of the night because everyone's snoring. And she goes to the window, and as she's staring out the window at the night sky, a copper pipe shoots through the glass and hits her. And then she wakes up, and of course, it's a
0: nightmare. All right, so we're having some night terrors.
1: Yeah, and, and right away, it's sort of like we are experiencing things through Sarah's mind, and she's already sort of a okay. little bit unreliable, is what we're supposed to think. Oh, okay. So the next morning, Judo's Juneau, up at 5 a.m., and she is stretching. She's showing off like she's incredibly flexible, and she's waking everyone else up. Everyone else also, by the way, hung over, which does not seem right. great. Um, no,
0: that's definitely not what I'm going to go caving.
1: And Juno is wearing this gigantic feather necklace around her neck, okay. which I just would not wear a big piece of jewelry to go do an extreme sport. Take it off, put no. it back on, you know? Right. But she, you know, that's like her thing. It's like
0: I am— It's going to get caught on something. It's a great—yeah, it's definitely going to come into play. I'll say that much. Yeah, it's like you're not going to—that's that's the Chekhov's gun of accessories.
1: Yeah, so we also see Sarah is taking pills for an unknown purpose. Obviously, Great. we assume they're for her psychiatric health following this terrible tragedy. So they take a photo at the cabin, which is also in the trailer, and then they head off. And they drive, and they're driving, and everyone's like, where is this place? Did we miss it? Blah, 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 and eventually they show up, and they have to park and then sort of hike up the mountain, which is already like, I'd be like, okay. I That's up. already one activity. Yeah, I'm like, I already did this. I'll just head back down, you know. Walking downhill for me is enough. <laughs> As they're getting out of the car, we see um, Juno take the ca- the map of the caves, like the guidebook of the caves, look at it, go, huh, and put it back in her goddamn glove compartment. So Allison, no, she takes it out of her pocket and puts it away. No. So we already know she's not good at this. Um, and Becca mentions, okay, so Juno came out here and scouted everything out, so she's sort of like, she's taking lean on this because it was her idea. But Becca registered what they call a flight plan, where basically she said it's, uh, I sent it into, like, the mountain rescue. Like, you have to log, like, there's five of us or whatever, and we're going to be here from these hours. So when we, if something were to happen, right. they would know and would come find us. I'm like, God bless the mountain rangers and, and the parks out there for doing that. That's a great system. That's important. So, we, so, at least we know they have that. And as they're going up to the entrance of the cave, they find a dead buck with, like, its face and its throat torn open. And they're like, what could have wow. done something like this? Was it a bear? And they're like, maybe it was Bigfoot. I'm like, that's not a joke at all. I'd be like, oh, no. Bigfoot did this. I'm getting the fuck out of here. God, we
0: do a lot of movies that have dead uh, animals. What's that, you know, but specifically uh, the deer variety? Like a dead buck or like a yeah, but like what's the what's the name for like deer bucks, elk, like kind of that world? Oh, I don't know. They're, they're not, not good horses. at thinking. No.
1: Oh,
0: no, not no, caribou. Not
1: caribou. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I was like there are pretty like, larger. caribou. <laughs> and Alice, I'm, you said out loud, they're not horses. All right, I'm looking this up. What are deer? I'm googling like, it.
0: What's the like like horses are equine. Dogs are canine. Like that's like the overarching. Like what's right. the genus for? Uh, like I guess I <laughs> what consider them is the for- genus? <laughs> what forest, is the genus? Like forest horses of deer.
1: <laughs> now, of course, I did spell genus wrong. So it did
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely worth doing on the podcast.
1: People need to see how the sausage was made, and the sausage is made out of old deer parts. All right, so I guess there's two different lineages for deer, and that is the cervini or cervine, no. and the m- m- mute. I can't. Mundiessini, the Italian. Are these, are these deer's Italian? Is that what I'm finding out here? Are all deer Italian? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <so>. Okay, cer- <laughs> servid, like cervid, like C E R V I D, cervid.
0: Yeah, I think that that's what I was trying to think of. Yes, we do see a lot of. I've never heard that word before.
1: (laughs) We see a lot of cervid or cervidine. I don't know animals. (laughs) Listen, all I'm saying is big Italian deer is out in the woods and he's a mess. It's a mess and they don't know
0: what did it. Okay, got it. And they
1: assume everything's fine. We're gonna go down into this cave. I've seen this. I'm like, if there's a bigfoot or something, I'm out of here. Mm -mm, So mm -mm. they arrive. Even just something bigger Mm -mm. than that animal. Exactly. Worries me. Well, unfortunately, we're about to find out. That's exactly what's out there. And they come to the cave, and it is a hole straight down into the ground. No. Like, 75, 100 feet. Again, a bad at distances. But they have to repel. So, there's a lot of—I'm going to do my best. I Googled some, like, equipment for spelunking, and I'm sure okay. I got it all wrong. But they get some ropes and some carabiners. <laughs> okay. And, you know, and Becca's like, I'm a, um, like, I'm an English teacher. I'm not, like, a Tomb Raider. Like, I, I, I don't do this all the time, which I thought was a funny line. That's fun. And they're like, no, it's fine. Like, we got this. And they all start to rappel down into the hole. And when they arrive, it is gorgeous. Like it's this, like huge cavern with light streaming in, and there's like yeah, but it's like I could see a picture of that. Oh, exactly. I can look <laughs> over and be like, oh, it looks good down there. Oh, bye, it's nice. bye. While they're there, kind of marveling at this, Sarah hears what sounds like Jesse's giggle, her daughter, and she sort of turns around, mm. and then she's looking and she's sort of like, what is that real? What the hell was that? And she looks all like hundreds of bats fly out of a, a crack in the wall, and she's no. screaming as you would no. if you saw that many bats, Mm-mm. and they're flying around. And then I'm like, they're gonna get rabies. They're inhaling all that guano, you know.
0: It's like, we know that bats are dangerous now.
1: And so she As freaks out. Exactly. So she freaks out in a way that is, like, disproportionate. So I think a lot of them are like, is Sarah okay? Should we take our friend who went through, like, the worst thing anyone should go to a year ago and force her to go into a dark, airless, lightless cave? No, but no. we're going to do it.
0: Yeah, it's like, but we already, you know, <laughs> planned it. We yeah. can't change it. <laughs> Um, And while they're they're there
1: in the main cavern, Juno says to Sarah, you know, I'm really sorry I wasn't around more after Paul and Jesse's death. And what I think we're supposed to understand is like they're best friends. So Sarah's like kind of icy towards her, but just out of a sense of like, bitch, that was a year. Where were you? Yeah, where were you? So she's like, it's whatever. I'm going to take a lap around. So she's looking around the cave. And um, they realize that in order to go to the next cavern, you have to... Shimmy through this little Mm-mm. tiny tunnel, Allison. They are <sighs> on their Absol- goddamn stomachs. They are. No. It is like it remind me of uh, those poor kids that got caught in that um, the tie the caves. Yes, and they just send those professional divers in. Like, so not only are these tight tunnels they have to, like, Mm -mm. crawl on their bellies through, at a certain point, it's wet. So they're, like, crawling through, like, at least Uh. a couple inches of water, which seems like, what if you hit your head? You would drown in there. Like, it was awful. So everyone goes through. Why is that fun to people? I don't know. Just
0: watch TV like everyone else.
1: (laughs) So Sarah's coming through last, and she's the one carrying the ropes bag. So essentially the ropes that they use to climb down, she's got them all in one bag. And as she's oh, that's going, don't put all your
0: ropes in one bag. <laughs>
1: that's that's yeah, the saying. That's the moral of this movie. Don't <laughs> keep all your ropes in one bag. Um, so she's crawling, and she she has to have like hyperventilate and have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And earlier, we heard, I believe it was Becca saying, "Oh no, Sam's because she's pretty bad." We just have to be constantly checking in with one another because, like, if you're in one of these caves, like people can have panic attacks, they can start hallucinating, they can have delusions. Yeah. It's psychologically very difficult to be like. You 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 are disoriented. There's no mm-hmm. light. There's no air. You know. So we just have to constantly be checking in, and nobody do anything crazy. And we've already seen oh. Juno yells at Holly because Holly's kind of running around and like doing jumping
0: off of stuff. And she's like, "Wait, is Holly's her fr- her like extreme air. sports
1: friend?" Yes. Okay. So Holly's kind of being reckless in a way where it's like you cannot do that down here. Like no, we uh, this is very dangerous stuff. So Sarah's down down in this tiny again tunnel. I would have a, I had a panic attack just watching it. No, and I don't like it. And she starts freaking out, and Beth sort of go, comes back in the other way and scoots her, and it's like, you're okay, you're okay. We're going to figure this out. So she's able to start moving Sarah into this thing. In my mind, it's like, then it's over. Everyone go back up. Unfortunately, right. what happens mm. is, they hear a rumble. The top of the tunnel starts to cave in. So essentially, okay. Sarah's is about to be squished in this tiny, a tiny, tight right. tunnel anyways, and now the roof, the, the roof of it is caving in. No. So Beth is able to drag her out. Unfortunately... They, the tunnel that immediately collapses behind them. And in the tunnel— and that's where they had come from. That's where they come from. And also, Mm-mm. the rope bag is now in the <gasps> tunnel and is covered in no! tons of rock. Yeah. So not only can they not Mm-mm. go back the same way, they do not have their ropes. But they're like, it's fine, you know. And Becca's very rational the whole time. She's like, I looked at the map. There's three ways in and out of this mountain. We'll just have to find the next thing. Like, people have been here. It's not a big deal. Becca says to Juno, so, okay, let's look at the guidebook. And Juno says, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bring the book. Unforgivable. And they're like, Juno, why would you not bring the book? Unforgivable. And Becca says... I knew it! I knew this wasn't right! You filed a flight plan to Mountain Rescue. If we don't report in, they'll come looking for us.
0: Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work, except I put in a flight plan for Borum Caverns, and this isn't Borum
1: Caverns, is it, Juno? We're in the wrong fucking cave! And we find out that Juno took them to a a new, totally unexplored cave system. I don't exactly know how that works, but I'm assuming that means like there was some sort of shift and somebody found the entrance to it or whatever. So not only, so they've registered a flight plan to the wrong caverns. So nobody knows they're there. Juno has taken them into a place that no one, as far as they know, has ever plotted out before. So they don't actually know if there's another way out.
0: I don't know. Why? Why? To what end? And Judo's defense Oh, I hate her. Judo's defense
1: We always said that there's no risk, there's no point. This is a new unexplored cavern system. No one has plotted it before. We just make our way out. And everyone is like, bitch, you are so dumb. No, no. But my question, I would kill her. And then while they're all yelling at her, Sarah hears a sort of skittering sound in the no, cave behind her. Absolutely no her. to skittering. Now, Allison, I got to ask you uh, at this point in the movie, what would you do?
0: you do? I mean, and I, know I know what you're going to say. I know. I'm trying to think of something that doesn't involve my killing myself. I know um, what you're going to say. A second I, choice. I might kill Juno. Yes, that's <laughs> definitely on the table. <laughs> I would use a carabiner and fucking find a way to use it to kill her. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I would try and figure out how you get out of there. Yeah. Like, try and go back the way you came as much as possible.
1: Well, at least of what we've seen like right now, it's not possible. Oh, God. They cannot go back the way they came. So they can only go forward. And Juno's like, we just got to go forward. Everyone just shut up. We got to get out of here. Either we have to work together or we're going to die. And it's like, based on what I've seen from the trailer, you'll go die. Like, yeah. you don't know how to Five you're die. women
0: getting along? I don't think so. Well,
1: let me tell you, they're not this whole movie. So they're yeah. like, okay, fine. We're, everyone hates Juno, but we're just going to keep going and get the fuck out of here because it's just like terrifying. So they keep going, and Sam's at the head of the pack, and she stops short and she looks down, and there's a gigantic, like, again, mm-hmm. hundreds mm-hmm.
0: foot drop off into the darkness. Also, it's like now you're like, you, you're, it's like underground, but also still heights. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. <that> sucks.
1: <laughs> at a certain point, we find out that by, the, by a certain point later in the movie, they are two miles under, underground. Oh my God. Too far. I don't even
0: want to run two miles at sea level.
1: I don't want to see a cave after this. <laughs> this is, yeah. So they essentially, what they have to do is, they because ha- they don't have their like climbing ropes, but they still have like safety ropes tied onto their little belts. Mm-hmm. I don't know, safety belts. Sure. Becca has to essentially climb by hand across mm-hmm. the ceiling of this drop-off to the other side. There's like an opening yeah. on the other side. Hand the stalagmites, like pointy shards of rock, And they're drilling um, hooks into the ceiling so that the other women can just uh, throw a line to her and then walk over. And it's terrifying. And the whole time, and I did appreciate this because a lot of what is fun and compelling about this movie is like they're all having very real reactions. So while Becca's going across, she's like, ah, ah, uh," Like she's freaking (laughs) out, like screaming. (laughs) You know, in a way, that's like, well, she knows what she's doing, but it's like this is the worst case scenario. This is not fun anymore. We have to, this is not an extreme sport. This is how are we going to get out of this cave before we die. So Becca gets, uh, makes a cross, and everyone's able to get across. And, um, you know, they, as they're going, they get to the other side, and they find some hike, uh, hiking equipment. And they're like, oh, so somebody else has been here before. And Juno points out, well, the equipment looks to be about 100 years old. And oh. if there was hikers, there would be a record of this cave. So whoever came down here did not make it out. Cool.
0: Yeah, so they got Fun. that. So they Girl's got that going for us. Like, no.
1: (laughs) But they have successfully made it across the other side. And as they're going, they find, which is a very cool scene, like these beautiful cave drawings. So it's like all these, like, animals or whatever. And as they're watching, they notice that there's a sort of a drawing of the mountain itself. Very convenient. Thank you, cave men and women. And there are two openings. So essentially they think, okay, there's two entrances and exits to this cave. So all we have to do is somehow in these miles of caves, find the other exit. Which, to me, I'm like, okay, well, then we're just going to die here. I would immediately yeah. just check out.
0: I'd be like, what well, those pills, Sarah? Did you bring enough for everybody? Yeah. And I don't even think she brought them. I think we're to think that she left them there because she presumed they were going to come back that same day. Right, that, right, that it wasn't going to be, um, right. you know, a journey.
1: Right, so maybe for you, Allison, the, the moral of the story is always keep some sort of pill on you that you could immediately, uh, like cyanide or something. Like, Yeah, in your or at
0: least, like, something to check out a little bit, you know? Exactly. Like an oxy or, you know. So, as they're g- going through the tunnel,
1: unfortunately, they don't see that there's a humanoid figure nope. watching Mm-mm. them from the Mm-mm. darkness growling. Nope. nope. And growling? At- growling and slobbering. Growling. No. And as they're walking, Holly, the protege, she sees what she thinks is daylight, and she gets really excited, so she runs, and she starts scrambling, and Juno's like, do not run, do not run. Oh of God. course, Holly immediately falls down into, like, another tube, essentially. Falls oh down, God. and breaks her leg so bad, bad that the bone rips through the skin. Nope. And then everyone has to stop, and they have to climb down of the hole, and they go down there. Luckily, Sam has, I guess now she's, she's, like, an actual doctor. She's graduated her medical school. And mm-hmm. she says, Okay, um, we got to. Well, I think we'll be able to get you out of here. Um, I'm going to have to put the bone back in your body. So she <gasps> has to physically shove the bone back into Holly's body. And Holly's, of course, screaming and they have her biting like a carabiner. And I was like, She's going to get have an infection. They're literally in right. stagnant water underground. Oh God. God knows oh what kind God. of mold and fungus is growing in there. I do feel bad
0: for everyone except Juno. <laughs> Oh, Look, exactly. I'm like, yeah, this sucks. But like, I'm like, this is why you don't go spelunk.
1: <laughs> and honestly, I still. I mean, again, I we can get into why I feel so bad for Juno, but I feel like Juno. I feel bad for Juno because also Juno was. She's also in this situation. She did this to herself. Right. 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 She is the worst friend of all time. But she is also, she also sensibly. Is this. Yeah. Yes. Meanwhile, they're trying to do this. Sarah hears uh, Jesse's giggling again, and mm-hmm. she wanders away through the group. And as she's wandering away, she sees, uh, as I wrote, a completely white humanoid figure drinking Ooh. the fetid water of the cave. Oh.
0: And Even if that's a perfectly normal, helpful person, it's right. a problem. Like, Which is really funny that you say
1: that because everyone, like, finds it. They're like, what are you doing? And she's like, I saw someone. No, you heard something and you saw what you wanted to see. It's the dark. It plays tricks on people. I can describe to you exactly what I saw. What did you see? A man. I saw a man. Are you sure? Yes. And it's not the first time. I thought I saw someone before, but now I'm sure. Look, if there is somebody down here, then maybe they can help get us out. I'm like, if that is a man, he does not
0: have information to help you. That is not somebody that you can talk to. He does not have clothes. Right. He does not have shoes. He is drinking dirty water in a cave. He's not like, I'm also on vacation. Like... But it also, definitely. no one else
1: believes her because they saw how she panicked in the tunnel. They're like, right. okay, things are really stressful. Holly, we just saw that. That was fucked up. So it seems like maybe you want to see someone else to help us, but there's no one else. We're in the middle of the caves. There's no one else here. And Sarah's like, no, I, I saw him, you know, and they're like, okay, well, we'll just keep going. He's not like a park ranger, you know, like we'll just keep right. going. Yeah. It turns out what Holly thought she saw, when she saw, thought she saw daylight, it's actually phosphorus in the rocks. So it was oh. glowing, like, so it was like a trick of the eye. So Holly right. wasn't wrong, but also now her- It's like the roadrunner painting a tunnel on
0: the side of a exactly. mountain.
1: <laughs> and so they have to haul Holly around, you know, and at a certain point, in order to get to, another, like, essentially the next level of this- they have to climb up like an underground waterfall. And at the top, Allison, it's just a room full of bones
0: no, elk what bones. Kind of bones, deer
1: bones, servant bones, Servid bones. <laughs> all sorts of bones. And luckily, one of them, so they have like uh, flashlights, obviously, and they also have flares and they have um, like little, like they have like minor hats where there's light on it. Mm-hmm. And then luckily, Holly has a camera that has infrared. So you're seeing a lot of different like, you know, to mix it up, you know what I mean? Points of view, yeah. And, and Beth is like, guys, this is not a good sign. Like,
0: why are all these bones here? You know what I mean? No, like, it is not a good sign.
1: But then they're saying, okay, if the bones are here, then ostensibly there must be a way in, you know. As they're discussing this, a, the humanoid creature, which we see is totally bone white, covered no. in veins, has Mm-mm. cloudy eyes and shark teeth— Runs Shark towards teeth. them and runs up a fucking wall. So it's crawling no. like upside down on a wall. They uh-huh. reasonably start screaming. And Sarah said, I told you guys how someone And Sam says, you said you saw a man. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? That is
0: not a man.
1: <laughs> so they everyone like goes crazy and they make a break for it and they're all running like different directions and it's Wait, dark and they're even... falling down. Like Sarah falls and hits her head and it not only does it break
0: her flashlight on her helmet, oh, God. she gets
1: knocked unconscious. Like everyone's screaming reasonably. Again, that's what I would do. I'm sure I would immediately is, just yes. run.
0: Yes, I would just panic and, and book it in a direction.
1: Unfortunately, Holly cannot run. So Holly is oh immediately attacked by these things. So these things are called crawlers, uh, which oh, I think is okay. like a fan title because they never refer to them into the movie as far as I mm-hmm. could tell. So I'm going to call them crawlers. So the crawler yeah. attacks Holly and is Juno is essentially trying to pull Holly, who is still alive, from this creature's like gnawing <sighs> shark mouth. God. And it's like a strong adult man-sized creature. You know what I mean? This isn't like... I don't like it. Yeah, and they're fighting and they're screaming and finally Juno has to kill the creature. But then, of course, another creature comes out and she's fighting with that creature. Well, yeah, he's not
0: down there living like a bachelor. He has friends. Oh, exactly. And people around.
1: But also, apparently, they don't have tools because, like, uh, luckily, uh, Juno has a, like, a pickaxe, like a climbing axe. Mm -hmm. And those things are, look... They're, like, just a, a, a really jagged yeah. point, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's able to kill two of these crawlers with it in order to Jesus. protect Holly, but on Holly, it, she did. Like, the, the creature killed her, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's kind of over But Juno's staying there, panting, like, panting or whatever, and she hears something else come behind her, and she whips around, and she hits whatever the thing is with the, uh, the axe. is in fact, Beth. And Juno has essentially stabbed I mean. the axe through the back of Beth's neck, through the front of her neck.
0: Oh, God.
1: Beth Juno. <laughs> Beth is not dead. Beth no. collapses to the ground, and she saws it was Juno, and she says to Juno, like, please don't leave me.
0: Because she knows if Juno leaves her, the monsters are going to eat her alive. Yeah, I also would be like, finish the job. Like, you're going to stab me in the neck, you better fucking kill me. Yeah, and
1: as, as she's talking to her, she, like, grabs Juno the big necklace and pulls it off into her hands. So now she's hol- Beth, as she's dying, is holding this necklace. Okay. And she falls to the ground, and Juno just sort of backs into the shadows and out of the caves. And I guess that's what we think about her characters. Like, she's just someone who's not taking any responsibility for
0: anything. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, she's like not me, not my problem.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Sarah has been knocked unconscious, and, and we find her, she is lying in the pile of bones.
0: Oh. And at a certain point, I would it, honestly be rather be in the pile of bones than in like three inches of water.
1: Yes. I mean, I guess so. Until, unfortunately, the creatures drag Holly's body into the bone pile and then are just, like, ripping into her. Because there's there's dozens of these things, as far as we can tell. Ripping into Holly's body. And Sarah has to lie there totally silent so that they don't know it's her. So Becca and Sam are, like, hiding out, uh, trying to hide from the crawlers. And Juno, meanwhile, is sort of shouting for Sarah. And Becca and Sam are like, she is going to get herself fucking killed. Yeah. And Sam says, well, better her than us. You know, like, if, if she's going to draw them to her, you know, that's yeah. that's her business. But uh, obviously, Juno feels terribly about everything. And so she's trying to find Sarah because it's sort of like, I kind of owe Sarah to, like, get—I owe her one, you know? So she's trying to find yeah. Sarah. Meanwhile, Sarah is lying motionless in a pile of crawlers. One of them even at a certain point steps on her head and then, like, keeps walking. Because oh. they just assume she's part of, like, the bone pile or whatever. yeah. So they're all like, okay, you know, we just have to keep moving. We have to figure this out. And so Sam and Becca are immediately attacked by one of the crawlers. And okay. luckily, they are saved by Juno, who hacks this crawler to death. So okay. now Becca, Sam, and Juno are all together. And they're all talking in, and they turn to Sam. And they're like, Sam, you're the doctor, which is, I love, my favorite kind of horror movie thing. We're like, a doctor would know anything Happened. about this.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: they're like, Sam, what do you think? And she says, they're totally blind.
0: And judging from what we've seen, I'd say they use sound to hunt with, like a bat.
1: Why would she know that? I think this is her best, much like the thing, I think this is her best guess. Yeah. And I love the confidence. I'd be like, me no, know they're monsters, they're going to kill us. <laughs> um, so eventually they, uh, so they're talking and she says, I, because there's all these bones, that means they must hunt above ground and bring their prey back down, which means there probably is another entrance. Right. So we have to find it. So all we have to do is crawl around in the goddamn dark where all these homicidal bat creatures are, and we'll be totally fine.
0: Yeah, they have to get food so we can find an exit. Like, it's so reasonable. (laughs) And eventually, they
1: meet back up with Sarah. They're able to find Sarah. And Juno says that she found markings on the wall. And they realize, okay, there were climbers, and they left markings where they came in. So essentially, they're able to find the other entrance. It's just that they have to, like, go through this whole complicated cave system. So I guess to my question to you, Allison, is who at this point do you think will survive?
0: Who will survive?
1: Oh, who's alive? Juno, Sarah, Mm -hmm.
0: Becca, Mm -hmm. Sam. I think Sarah will survive Mm -hmm. and Juno will die because that's how it should go. One of the other ones will die. As they're sort of all sort of like
1: um, like figuring out which way to go, Sarah finds Beth, who is still alive, which is pretty impressive because I would have thought Beth. Beth, but I guess she's lying there quietly, but she's bleeding out from her neck. And right. Beth is still alive, and she says to her that Juno did this. Now, okay, yes, she did, but she didn't mean to. This is where I'm gonna defend Juno, where it's like, yes, Juno should have stayed with her, but also this is a very stressful situation for everyone involved. And yeah. if somebody, if Alison, if you did this to me, if you stabbed me in the act and left mm-hmm. me to die, part of me feels like, well, at least she got out, you know?
0: Like if you're bringing me with you, like we will likely both die. Yeah. But if you go on your own, like you might, you might live out, outlive this. So, but, 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 but anyway, Sarah's,
1: were are shocked to hear that, like, okay. Juno did this to you and then abandoned you. And Beth puts her hand in Sarah's hand and gives Sarah Juno's necklace. And she turns it over and she sees the phrase that Paul, Sarah's husband, would say to her on the back of Juno's necklace, hideous, gigantic feather necklace, metal feather necklace, love each day. So Sarah not only realized, not only is she trapped below the ground,
0: not only are there humanoid monsters trying to kill them. Right. She's also clearly having a lot of like, psychiatric issues with her grief. On top of that, Juno
1: was fucking her husband. And not even just fucking, but apparently they were in love and having a long right. time affair. Enough
0: that he like that that like that's part of her. It's not just like, oh, we were just banging like no bigs. Uh yeah. like like that's meaningful.
1: So as they're talking, they hear the monsters approaching. And so Beth says to Sarah without really saying it, would you just kill me and put me out of my misery? And so Sarah yeah. does. So that is like that's Sarah nice. now has to... It's nice, but that's really tough, you know? Oh, yeah. And, of course, she's then immediately... Uh, Sarah's immediately attacked by a child crawler. And she has to kill this child monster. And then as soon as she does... Uh, the child's mother, we know, because she's long hair, because she's a lady... Oh. I know it's like the men are bald and the women have hair.
0: I don't know. It's like what 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 is this evolutionary journey that they're on? But okay. Um, we're all
1: made in God's image and they're made in the cave god's image. <laughs> and so the this mother comes looking for her dead monster child. So then she has to fight this this mother monster and they're brawling in this like pool of water that like because oh. of the, the um glow from Sarah's flare is um, illuminating it. So it looks like they're drenched in blood and she has to murder this monster in this horrible way. But when she stands up, it looks like she's drenched in blood. And I think we're to understand, like Sarah has now transformed into her final form. Okay. she's in the
0: trailer, I think. Yeah. the Looking like she's drenched in blood.
1: Meanwhile, um, Sam has freaked out and she has run back to um, that it's really steep drop off. Okay. And she starts to climb across again. And they're like, mm-hmm. Well there's no way like don't do it and there's nothing on the other side on the other for you. side yeah, but I understand. She's like I, you know, where they're running from monsters. Anything. Yeah, it's yeah. Very right. different. Like at least
0: they could possibly like escape the crawlers yes. for a little while, even though like you're in their house. Like they know exactly. All the you're you're in
1: their house dog, baby. Unfortunately, as she's crawling across the roof, one of the crawlers is just clinging upside down. No, 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 and no. And rips no, out no, no, uh, no. Sam's Mm-mm. throat. So Sam's Mm-mm. body is dangling no, upside nope. down from the ceiling. Meanwhile, as this is happening. Becca is attacked and disemboweled while alive by the creatures, and they're eating her intestines as she's screaming. So Juno, understandably, in a moment of panic, just says, fuck it, and she jumps off. the steep drop-off, and she lands in this water. Unfortunately, she is then, of course, attacked by a crawler in the water that she has to murder. Of course, they can swim. And then eventually climb her way back up to the entrance— There's no way out except through. And by through, I mean they have to go through dozens of these humanoid monsters and just try to stay as quiet as possible.
0: Oh, my God. I also, like, it's just, like, not, like, you know, whenever in any, I know that, like, you know, A Quiet Place is also, like, a movie that's, like, objectively just about this. But, like, needing to stay quiet... Is not something I would be. Able oh, no, to no. Do. I would just be and screaming even, like, the whole time. Like, one, I would definitely be screaming, but I also just like, I burp a lot. Like, right. I sneeze a lot. Like, I have a lot of just like sounds. You would just be farting <laughs> of a storm. Just farting just of panic a Panic fart, farting. I would definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would immediately have a stress, diarrhea in this situation, oh. and they'd be able to find me that way. <laughs> It'd
0: be like nonstop, like anxiety burps.
1: So she gets back off the wall and she finds Sarah. And Sarah immediately says, Did you see Beth? Did you see her die? And Juno's like, oh, yeah, I I saw Beth die. One of the monsters got her. Oh, definitely, that's how she died. You know, like, just lying to her face. But Sarah's not a monster, so they basically agree they're going to work together to escape the cave.
0: Right, it's like, we'll deal with the rest of this when we're above ground again, and for now, like, we need each other.
1: But we now know Sarah knows what Juno did. Kill Beth, fuck her husband, you know, just as generally.
0: They're the last two alive now. Yeah. Okay.
1: Juno's also, again, trapped them down here. Yes. So as they're going, they walk into an, a different cave. It is full of crawlers. And then they just have to have a full-on action scene where they're just both taking their climbing axes and just hacking into these monsters. Oh. And Sarah, like, jabs one of the monster's eyes out. And they're just, like, kicking their asses in a way where it's like, I guess, yeah, these creatures are not, like, um, sentient in the way that humans are. So right. why would they know what to do in a
0: brawl, essentially? You know, like... Yeah, I guess, th- but though they trap, you know... Deer, elk, bucks, other servants. Um, somebody's going to be like, that's the wrong word. It's 100% the wrong word. I, <laughs> at least we're pronouncing it wrong. I mean,
1: definitely. I see what you're saying, but like... Uh, what, like those they deer, do hunt. Yes, sure. But do those deer
0: have like a, an axe they're about to bury in their heads? No. Right, yeah. Deer don't like fight back. They just try and run away, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. I also like feel like it's probably therapeutic for Sarah to do some, like, serious Absolutely. ass-kicking and it's in the midst of all gnarly. this Juno nonsense.
1: Yeah, like, Juno, like, bashes one of the monsters' head it, heads in. They're just whiling out at this point. Yeah, good for them. And so finally, they've killed off the creatures immediately in their vicinity, and they turn to one another, and Juno's like, hey, hey, you know, we did it. And Sarah <laughs> sort of, like, lets the necklace fall from her hand. And Juno realizes, like, oh, shit, Sarah knows that I was fucking her husband. Mm. and as they, they sort of hear a crawler scream, and Juno turns, and as she looks away for a second, Sarah just buries her axe in Juno's leg, Oh and then sets off running.
0: So she that was apparently like her, like, like, fuck you. You're not getting yeah. out of here. And, no like, life. leaving her as, like, and also just, like, you're a distraction. Like, they'll come for you, and I exactly. can get away. And, and that's her. exactly
1: what happens. So Sarah finds, like, essentially, like, this mountain of bones she has to cr- climb up to this Eight. tiny opening, And as she's climbing, we hear Juno screaming because she can't move quickly now. And all these crawlers are descending on her. So Sarah gets out of the hole. And again, very realistically, from the time she gets out of the hole to the time she gets to her car, she is just screaming, like panicking, like sobbing, which again, you you would exactly do. She gets to the car. I'm
0: glad they're depicting like what the real human reaction to a lot of this stuff would be. Instead of like, I don't know, so many movies I feel like they don't do that.
1: Yeah, and I guess it gives you best of both worlds because like you do get this like, pretty cool action scene of them fighting the crawlers. But also then you have her being like, ah! as yeah. soon as she gets outside. So she gets to the fun. car and she drives down the mountain in case the crawlers like have a car or whatever and are following her. and they, <laughs>
0: they're, they're like, get in the Tercel, guys. Let's get her. Like,
1: and she drives down the mountain and finally she parks on the side of the street and she's sobbing and, and a truck goes by and it honks its horn really loud. She starts and she rolls down the window and finally she throws up. And when she sits back into her chair, she looks and there's sort of the ghostly visage of Juno sitting there, and Sarah screams. So, I think that's what we're supposed to take from that is like, in the same way she was haunted by her daughter, mm-hmm. she is now always going to be haunted by what she did to Juno. Yes. That is the US ending. What the UK <gasps> ending is, is better. Oh. So, the other the alternate ending
0: interesting. is interesting. We've never done an alternate. Ending.
1: I think the only one is uh, 28 Days Later, but it wasn't technically you're Mm. right. It wasn't an alternate ending, it was just like the ending after the credits. That's
0: like the real ending. It's like, okay. Also, like, no thanks on post-credit sequences. Like, just put it all in the movie.
1: Yeah, I'm too lazy. I'm already, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drank a whole giant gallon (laughs) of
0: diet coke. I had a delicious cherry coke. I need to get the fuck (laughs) out
1: of here. So so that whole sequence happens. She throws up, she turns, and in her passenger seat is the ghost of Juno. Then we see Sarah sitting, much like in the scene at the beginning of the movie, she's sitting with her daughter across from a birthday cake. And it's like this very glowy, dark, obviously fantasy sequence. Yes. And she's sitting with her, and, and they're having like this birthday moment. And as we pull away, we see that in reality... The birthday cake, the glow of it, is just another one of their flares. And she is still trapped inside the cave. And she's totally alone. And you just hear, like, the monster sort of, like, getting closer and closer.
0: Oh, that is a way worse, scarier ending. And it
1: makes more sense because, like, why have all the Jesse stuff in there if it's not going to pay off in the end? Yeah,
0: it's true. Like,
1: Yeah, and I guess, like, listen, I understand people's expectations, about Americans aren't wrong. I just think, yeah, in terms of, like, the better ending— yeah, this whole That's time a she's been end. hearing her daughter and in this moment where she's presumably knows she's going to die. Her mind is like, all right, great. We just get to like, to, yeah. yeah, we're going to give Let's you something. Get some you comfy peace. Yeah. And then the end. Wow. Yeah. So, Allison. How fascinating. I know. Do, could you think of any, maybe one potential fatal mistake that the movie might have had in it? Fatal mistakes.
0: Oh, um, I mean, probably going spelunking ever. Even if they had gone to the correct cave and had the guidebook, like, I still don't think that that's a good idea. Um, But I mean, definitely, I mean, like, register your flight
1: plan, as they keep referring to it. You have to let the mountain rangers know where you are. Right. Why
0: wouldn't she do that? Why wouldn't Juno like low key like be like I'll do it and like give the real location? I my what I took from it they don't explicitly say this but
1: what I took from it is like because it's a new cave system technically they weren't allowed to be there oh like it had to be plotted out so yeah it would have been the mountain Rangers would have said like it's too dangerous you you have to go to one of the approved cavern systems. But I feel like at least if somebody knew they were there, I mean, exactly. Well, I not mean, not that it would have done the, anything. I say exactly. Like they would have all been dead by then. So like even yeah. if the mountain and then the mountain rangers would have essentially been killed. But then I suppose that's an issue for the descent too. There is a sequel which I've not seen, so we'll definitely oh. do that. Because we'll in my that. mind, it's like oh, there's a now there's a scientific discovery to be had.
0: Oh, there is. Yes, who gets to who gets to name these things? Yeah, somebody's going to have to. Um, I would also say that putting all of the ropes in one bag yeah. and having them belong to the person who's the last in line. Yeah. Just give everybody a rope.
1: Everybody carry some rope. And I think the final fatal mistake, honestly, being friends with Juno. Yeah. Should have been friends with kind her. Kind of a bitch. Terrible.
0: Not trustworthy.
1: Um, I wanted to play a little segment called, like I'm calling Axe Me a Question, or That's Ooh. What Friends Are For. Aww. So i was trying to think of what would I have to do in order for you to bury
0: an axe in my leg? What would you have to do for me to bury an axe? So in my I have leg? a couple
1: different options. So, okay. All right. So, I sleep with your husband and then also he gives me a huge hideous necklace with your favorite phrase on it. Would you bury an axe in my leg? No. Oh. Thank you, Alex. I love you.
0: Um I also just like I don't want to carry around the grief of accidentally killing you mm-hmm. if it like hits, you know, your femoral artery or something like that. Yeah. Um and then it's, like, when, now I'm just saddling myself with, like, more stuff to work through emotionally. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I'd be, like, peace out. I'm gone. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Um, we'd still do the podcast, though, obviously. Oh, yeah, definitely. No. I think we'd have to. I think contractually we have to, even if you do that.
1: <laughs> I also think, like, I don't—I feel like acting like Juno in the knee is maybe misplaced anger at the husband because, yes, it was wrong of her to do it, but— He's your husband, and I guess you can't be mad at him because he's, like, in hell or wherever you go. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it's a little bit like, okay, yeah, she did the wrong thing. I don't know if she deserved this. Okay. Yeah. Would you put an axe in my leg if I attach super strong magnets to the pins in your back, a la Romy <gasps> and Michelle's high school reunion, and then I didn't tell you about it, then we laughed at you. Would um, you put an axe in my leg no,
0: oh. I don't think the titanium is magnetic. Um, I guess there's only one, only one way to find out. I know. I'm going to Google well, it. I wonder if I could... I mean, I'll ask my doctor if I'm allowed to try that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want I p- I to pull the pins out of your spine and then you fall to no, the ground like No, you just like want to put a magnet on my back, like a fridge. Exactly. I'm like a fridge. Um, no, I would, I would not. I would probably find something uh, equally socially devastating to do to you, <laughs> but I wouldn't physically harm you. Um, okay, apparently it is not... Magnetic
1: anyway. So it's sort of a mood point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then finally, would you put an axe to my leg if I forced you to go do any kind of physical activity with me in the woods?
0: Yes. Okay, good. I would kill you. I'd absolutely deserve it. (laughs) I'd be like, this, I'm like, I brought an axe knowing that you made me go into the woods, (laughs) even if we were just walking around. Uh, And then
1: this isn't really a a, would you, I guess it's just my one off would you rather is, okay, hypothetically, would you rather starve to death over weeks? Because there is water down there, in a cave, or would you rather be killed by one of the creatures, knowing that they're going to tear you up real bad? Which one would be worse? I mean, I
0: feel like between the two, you would actually end up dying of some kind of like dysentery type, yeah, or disease like exposure, like it's water. probably cold down there. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you I don't think you would end up starving to death. I think you would die sooner. Okay. Than that. Okay. Good but that's still going to be an unpleasant and it's going to be a long amount of t- it's still going to be, so be a couple long. days so long yeah oh
1: and like it'd be so boring well also in my mind this is happening while there are still creatures down
0: there so you're hiding right. from them so you're scared and bored yes and hungry i think i'd rather just have them rip me up damn i hope we never I have mean, to find out it sounds awful but like at least
1: it'd be over what about you <sighs> I want to say I would just go and be eaten by a creature, but I know that I am a coward, so I would probably just slowly die. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to handle, like, the moment of, like, all right, I'm going to do this, or like, being confronted I don't by think them.
0: I'd be able to handle, like, when I had to finally go to the bathroom. Like, had a, I'm not an outside bathroom person. Right. I'm not good at it. Other people are. And I salute them, but it's not for me. And then finally... Um, and that brings
1: us to the spooky scale. Where would you yeah. rate the descent on the spooky scale?
0: A spooky scale. This feels like uh, like an eight. An eight. Okay, I think great. An eight. I mean, it has a lot happening in it, and those like the the claustrophobia of being underground, the creatures being trapped, and then also like the friend betrayal stuff. Right. So I take an eight for me. Okay. What about you? You know, um, I really
1: I really like the movie. Um, and I like all of the friendship, the dynamic of the characters. You know, I'm gonna give it a six because okay. I really like it, but there is a certain element to creature features that I don't find as scary because I'm like, well, realistically,
0: those like, things don't exist. Right, like blind, hairless, white, crawly mole men and women and women. Thank you. And we can do it all. Yes, Um, we can. Like, I know reasonably that they don't exist. Mm -hmm. But once I was in a cave, I wouldn't know that anymore. (laughs) That's true.
1: So I'm going to give it six screams. Um, Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another, um, I'm going to say it top notch, excellent, professional, polished episode. The gate. Flawless. Flawless. Flawless.
0: Flawless. Never never had a flaw. Never seen it. Don't even know what it is. No. It also just like a testament to the amount of knowledge that we both have about everything.
1: Physical and mental health. <laughs> endurance. We got it all. we we'll are bring it to you every week. General
0: stability.
1: Knowing what deers are. <laughs> knowing where the, the space needle is. Not Toronto. So we know that now. No.
0: Well, guys, oh, the whole time I thought we were talking about Seattle. No. <laughs> that makes more sense, but no. That's why I said the Space Doodle, is I thought we were talking about Seattle. I don't even know if that's the right building, and I never will, because I don't want the answer to that. But, I, yeah, uh, I,
1: I've never been to Seattle. And when he said that, I'm like, I think that would be the end of the movie for me. Is like, I'm not, I'm not like, having a birthday party with my daughter. I'm just like, in Seattle. Like, I've never been
0: here. <laughs> I do have to go to the Space Doodle. This is nice. Um... If you like what we're doing here. Why? Please. <laughs> Why would you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> please rate, review, subscribe, listen, tell your friends. Oh, yes. Do that too. We love doing this podcast and we want more people to get to hear yeah, it. So please, 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 please do that. Please Follow us on Twitter you. and Instagram. Send us some emails and messages about anything in the world of horror or just general um, like genus and species information.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tell us what a genus is. <laughs>
0: What's genius? And, uh, I mean, uh, here. Uh, if uh, I will uh, say that in closing, we must please always keep it, keep spooky. it spooky. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa.